0: it's hot garbage true crime edition i'm your host nisha and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host who the
1: badass
0: and today we have a, a doozy ass case like it's crazy
1: okay okay but first how was your week uh, my week has been pretty productive, all honesty, so I can't be mad about it. Got a smile on my face, feel like the Cheshire Cat.
0: Yeah, you are. Like, you're smiling so big right now. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we yeah. We love to
0: see Buddha smiling over here. Yeah, I'm
1: usually an optimistic person, I would like to say, but sometimes the pessimism does like to lay on my lap.
0: Right, huh? Well, today we're going to get right into it because we're talking about the case of Yolanda Holmes. Have you ever heard of this case before?
1: Uh... Uh, Yolanda sounds familiar, but it might be from one of my ex girlfriends.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this lady was murdered in her bed. Was your ex girlfriend murdered in her bed? Oh,
1: God. Come on now. Okay. No.
0: I just wanted to make sure that she was okay.
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, all my exes should be fine. Okay. I don't really talk to them, but they should be fine.
0: Okay. Well, good. Well, Yolanda Holmes, she was born in Chicago, and and this was in February of 1967 that she was born, and she spent her whole life in Chicago. That was, you know, where she grew up, and she graduated from Crane High School. Now, in high school, she was a really popular cheerleader, and she was also an extra in the 1986 movie Wildcat. and she was actually a cheerleader in the movie as well, too. So, if you guys want to check that out, you guys can see the clip on YouTube. Of Wildcats. It's called Wildcats, yeah. Now, her nickname was Shorty because she was, like, really petite. She was literally only five feet tall. But everyone said she was just the life of the party, you know? She had a lot of energy. She would always laugh. Her favorite game to play was spades and everything. So people would always come over and they would play together. Classic. Yeah. And she liked to travel a lot. And, you know, everyone that was around her said that she was just, like, basically the joy of their life, you know? Now, in 1989, she gave birth to her son, Kwame Wilson. Mm. And she, of course, she, well, you know, unfortunately, she became a single mother because Kwame's dad was not in his life. So this is just a. It happens often. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but this is just a backstory on Kwame's father. Now, Kwame's father was named Jeffrey Todd Wilson.
1: Now, how did they come from Yolanda and Jeffrey to Kwame?
0: I don't know. I I would not, and the spelling of it when I post it up, you'll see like the spelling of his name. It actually started with a Q. It's like that's wild. I mean, that's
1: that's out there. I mean, how did Jeffrey feel about Kwame? I
0: don't know. I I I would like to know the backstory behind it because it's a lot of letters too.
1: Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. You don't want to you don't want to curse a child with a lot of letters. Ask Schwarzenegger
0: how he feels about
1: his name. I
0: still don't even know how to spell his damn name.
1: He don't even know how to spell his damn Uh name. most of the women that married them don't know how to spell that shit oh but this, my god whatever bro like you you got it down
0: right Now, Jeffrey Todd Wilson is serving a life sentence in the Statesfield Correctional Center in Illinois as well because he's serving it for murder. So what happened was he was a West Side gang leader and he was arrested in 1993. The reason that he was arrested was because he set fire to an apartment building in 1990 that killed two low-level crack house workers. So the reason that he killed them was because the dealer who ran the drug den refused to pay him a street tax of between 500 to 1,000 a month so because of that he burnt the whole building down and he killed the two level workers yeah so he's never getting out so now
1: syndicate stuff over here yeah
0: he wasn't playing around so now he's out of the picture and yolanda was like you know i'm gonna have a better son wait
1: a minute this was jeffrey
0: this was Jeffrey that did this, yeah. Jeff, this was Kwame's dad. This is why Yolanda was a single mother because Jeffrey's dad did this, and he's in prison for like no, ever. Kwame's
1: dad, Kwame's. I mean, watch it. His name Jeffrey.
0: Yeah, Kwame's dad, that's named Jeffrey, burnt down an apartment complex. That's
1: when this real thug. It's funny though when it's real thugs, not not TV show and, yeah. and movie with rappers. I'm talking about when it's real thugs. They be having like ordinary. This Get. is like Daryl. Yeah. Like is that <laughs> what it is? Yeah. I knew a dude, and let me tell you, he wore glasses, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this to make fun. Of, he wore glasses and slick back and He kind of looked like the dude from Belly. Remember uh-huh. that dude? Like I don't yeah. like that shit. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah. He looked like that guy. His name was Billy Ray Smith.
0: Oh.
1: And he was real. Let me tell you, that man stayed with a gun
0: oh, and wow. stayed in the street And you wouldn't have never known. You oh.
1: never. I mean, especially you know, because he didn't. Yeah. He didn't have a nickname.
0: Yeah, he was like,
2: he
1: would say, "I'm Billy Ray Motherfucking Smith," and we're oh like,
0: God. He yeah. like,
1: <laughs> like Billy Ray? Like, yeah. And it's a black guy, Billy Ray?" I was like, "Bro," and he was not playing with you, though. He's one of the. I was like, "Oh yeah, don't, don't." Don't get fooled, though.
0: Well, that kind of reminds me of Jeffrey Dahmer. He looked like just a normal, just nerdy-ass dude. And look at what he was doing. You wouldn't have never even thought you it. You never thought it. That's that, what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Sometimes the real ones, man, it's like it's like Karate Kid.
0: Yeah. Don't
1: go out there and think you can just test anybody. You might run into a real one, and that's what you deserve.
0: Right. Oh my gosh, so you never can, like, judge somebody, you know what I mean, not
1: I, I don't go around picking on people, messing with people, starting stuff that I feel like I can't finish. Yeah. I don't care what the person looks like.
0: Uh, for real, huh? Because you never know.
1: But you never know. <laughs> you could beat them up and they just stalk you for a month and then, like, catch your ass yeah. in the alley and inject you in the neck with, with Novocaine or something. You that know actually what sounds like do. a
0: good idea to, you know, uh, to get your enemies like that. Thank you yeah, uh, there you go. I, off the <laughs> top, right well, there. Where do you but... get the Nova from, though? Like, where do you get that? I mean,
1: either that or you can just use Drano. I mean, just, <laughs> it works just as efficiently.
0: <laughs> uh, how do you know this?
1: Uh, watching Terminator Two.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> That's what I got the idea, Sarah Connor.
0: Now, after Jeffrey is out of their life, you know, Yolanda was like, I'm going to have a better life for my son, you know, because she's a single mother and she didn't want Kwame to grow up, you know, and, you know, not having like a, Jeffrey. yeah, exactly. So she wanted him to have a better influence and she did a damn good job. I mean, so she, she did give him a better life. She opened up a hair salon and she, this hair salon would cater to natural hair. So she called it nappy heads. That was the name of the his salon. Wow. Yeah, but this salon got her a lot of revenue, you know, she it was a very popular salon, and it was a gathering place for their community, you know, even her sister would come, like, <laughs> every Sunday, get her hair done, and, you know, you know how it is at barbershops, or any kind of hair salon, you know what I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the gossip, you can come there, relax, talk about oh, yeah. your problems, you know, oh, it's yeah. just one of those barbershops. places. Be popping. Yeah, and that's how her hair shop was, you know, so... Yolanda you know everyone loved to talk to Yolanda in the community Mm
2: -hmm.
0: her business was successful she sent Kwame to private school you know she would host back to school events she would hand out backpacks and school supplies you know and her her and her son they were very very close I mean they were so close that he got her name tatted on his shoulder because he was like all I have is my mom like my mom is like the best in my life you know so they were a very yeah they were a very tight mother son duo now, she bought him a car, she bought him a brand new Camaro and everything as he got older, and he decided that, you know, he wanted to become a rapper, and she completely supported him, and she was like, so he went by, he started going by a young QC, that was his rap name. So, of course, you know, she wanted to fund his business, and she wanted to fund his dreams, so she would fund a lot of his stuff, you know, whether it's videos, studio times, whatever it was, she was just completely in his corner.
1: Right.
0: In the meantime, she started dating a new guy named Curtis, now you know her and Curtis's relationship. It wasn't perfect, but you know it wasn't. It, you know it was kind of right in the middle. You Kind of had
1: this tone about Curtis when you said his name. Did I
0: say his name? No- like I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was subtle. <laughs> but
1: something's going on with Curtis. That's ominous. Well, over we'll here. see.
0: Now, now Curtis. Now this is good. Was something that's going to happen. Now we're going to get to the nitty gritty of what happens in this case. On September 1st, 2012, Yolanda and her boyfriend, Curtis, had gone out for drinks, and then they went back to her house. They went to bed. And now, at 4.45 a.m. on September 2nd, Curtis was awakened by a gunshot in the house. So, and it's important right now that I note that Yolanda, she also lived in a very prestigious apartment complex. Okay. So, it was one of these complexes where you had to buzz buzz in to get in, you know, call an intercom, and then come upstairs. It was one of those kind of complexes. Okay. So, it's kind of like a penthouse setup, basically. And so, Curtis woke up to a gunshot in the apartment complex, and he said he saw an unknown intruder inside the apartment. Now, Curtis got out of bed, and he started, like, fighting this man. And he said the intruder also had a knife and stabbed Curtis multiple times. Mm. So, Curtis fought the attacker off, and the attacker fled from the apartment at that point. And Curtis called 911 to report the attack. So when the police came, there was just blood everywhere. And, you know, Curtis was rushed to the hospital and his wounds weren't life threatening. He was expected to survive, but he had been stabbed in his hand and in his head. Now, in the meantime, while he was at the oh, hospital. Man. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, when he was in the hospital, the police searched. Was
1: it a stab him. or a slice in his head?
0: No, it was, a, it was a stab in his head, but it was superficial. It was very superficial. So it didn't like break through anything, but it did like cause blood. Now, when the police searched the apartment while Curtis was at the hospital, they found Yolanda was dead because she had died from the gunshot. Remember, the intruder had shot first. Right. And so, you know, she was found dead and she was, you know, laying face up on the bed. And she had been shot in the head and stabbed multiple times as well. So they located the gun that was shot and stabbed. Yeah, she was shot and stabbed. Uh huh.
1: Oh, while he was laying beside her?
0: well so how it was set up is they shot first and then he you know what
1: I'm saying? But he claims that yeah. he was laying in the bed with her
0: yeah he claimed that yeah she
1: was shot and stabbed while he was laying beside her
0: yeah and then he said he got up and started fighting the intruder and that's how he got stabbed that was his story hmm. so they located the gun because the gun was left behind by the killer during the struggle stupidest part of the crime don't leave anything behind right
1: you and this it, go ahead
0: okay And, you know, the gun was a revolver and the knife wounds also matched the paring knife that came out of Yolanda's kitchen. So the knife came out of her kitchen. The intruder didn't have the knife on him. The intruder only had the gun on him. So in this time, the intruder had time to go in the kitchen and grab a knife as well. Mm -hmm. Now, but they couldn't find the knife. The knife was nowhere in the house. They just knew it had came out of the kitchen. Now, so the
1: intruder took the knife mm-hmm, presumably mm-hmm,
0: would drop the gun now while the police was also processing this, the scene Kwame came home he was distraught and upset and he was questioned as well Then he was completely shocked about you know what happened and no one could understand he didn't understand who could have hurt his mom nobody because like I said Yolanda was a pillar in the community like nobody understood who would want her dead or who would want to kill her at all it just it didn't make any sense at well, all well
1: major beef operations
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I, right, huh? They always
1: have beef with everyone.
0: Now, the police spent hours collecting evidence. And the gun was so covered in blood that they couldn't lift any fingerprints off of it at all. They also recovered a broken earpiece from an earbud that still had the cord attached as well. So, at first... A earbud? Yeah, like the earbuds were like, what people wearing their ears? Mm-hmm, like but, the,
1: but they still had cord, the cord attached, it, and it was, so it was kind of yanked out?
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. As if like Because remember Supposedly Curtis and The intruder They didn't Supposedly it, Well we'll see there, I
1: don't know What it is well, So there's Earbuds that are On the ground that seem That they've been Yanked out mm-hmm. There's no knife There's a gun
0: There's a gun Covered in blood you
1: said, well, There's what other thing Uh,
0: That was it No well the blood They were so covered in blood They couldn't get Fingerprints off the gun
1: it was Covered in blood Earbuds Covered in blood
0: The earbuds weren't Covered in blood The gun was covered in blood the gun was so covered in blood, they couldn't get fingerprints off the gun.
1: Oh, and then the, the earbuds?
0: The earbud, yeah, the earbud, they couldn't they, didn't, they didn't get any fingerprints off of them either. Oh. It was just what? a half a broken earbud that was just laying there.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: and so, at first, they was like, okay, they thought maybe it was a robbery gone wrong, but there was wads of cash, you know, in the hallway as well, and they couldn't find the other murder weapon at all. The knife was never found so they was like okay so how is this a robbery going wrong why didn't they take the cash as well so when curtis got out of the hospital he was questioned as well so curtis told the police about the evening that they had spent together having drinks coming back to the apartment and he just recounted everything that happened that night and he Mm -hmm. repeated the same story he said he was walking up by a gunshot and that someone was standing in the doorway shooting and he said that he got out of bed and he fought with the intruder and that's when he was stabbed. So his story never changed.
1: He got from the other side of the bed because they had to be on her side of the bed.
0: Yeah, he got from the other side of the and bed. And
1: you ran around and attacked him or did you dive over the bed? How... Uh,
0: well, he didn't say. and He didn't say if he dived or if he, came, if he came around. He just said that he started you know, attacking the intruder. Mm. So I'm not exactly sure how it was.
1: Because I'm just trying to identify how much time the intruder then has to react to you when he has a gun. Why Mm -hmm. would I even need to pull out my knife? Right. When I'm already busting people in the head.
0: Yeah, it seemed like he would have shot him. Like or just started shooting and shot you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Especially you know, Mm -hmm. did, did you roll over her?
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and roll attack and and you know, you, kind of grab Bruce Lee style <laughs> and climb up his arm
0: and you guys can see the uh, the hand expressions that Buddha's making it's so funny
1: oh yeah I do I, I express it with my body I express it because I have to visualize it <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing at the, at the wrist is what I'm thinking and then he grabs up at the shoulder and climbs up him yeah uh, like climbs up his body and just starts attacking like from the from uh, holding his collar and starts like beating him with the right hand like <laughs> like it man he's just in there uh, uh, uh.
2: Oh,
0: no, no.
1: he's almost like he's paralyzed like he's not even using his legs right now <laughs> he's just using all upper body strength at that point <laughs> just giving it to him
0: oh hell no but
1: I'm just trying, I'm just trying to figure out like what exactly happened is, is, uh, in that attack go ahead
0: now they did find that all the blood that was in the apartment belonged to Curtis. So to the investigators, Curtis's story didn't make any sense at all because a, there was no signs of forced entry. So how would this intruder have even gotten into the apartment? Mm. B there was two people there. So why was only one of them killed, you know? And you know, B three, when something like that happens, an intimate partner is always the first one that's looked at, you know? Mm Mm-hmm also Curtis was injured but the injury seems like it could have been staged because he wasn't like it's such a it's such a big difference one was killed and he he just had superficial injuries it didn't make sense plus he didn't get shot not one time so to the investigators they really started looking at Curtis as the person that could have done this now there was cameras in the building I
1: mean it does make a suspect
0: yeah very suspicious now there was cameras in the building in this uh, prestigious apartment complex so the police tried to get the footage you know from them And at this time, Curtis was still the main suspect because like I said, the relationship wasn't perfect. And actually they had an on again, off again relationship. One of her friends also said that, you know, sometimes, you know, he would get a little bit like hostile towards her. So that was just something that one of her friends said, but, and, um, and Yolanda and Curtis one time was at a party and they said that they had gotten to the police and they had gotten into a fight and the police had to be called to escort Curtis out. This was on a different day. So that's what one of her friends was saying. So at this point, he was like really at the top of the suspect list. Mm. They was always breaking up, getting back together. So all these was just red flags for the police. And they, he, the police also spoke to the neighbors, but none of the neighbors saw anything at all. So on September 3rd, the police, you know, spoke to the building superintendent to find out if he had information and to get the surveillance footage from him but he told them pol- that was
1: gonna happen at some point like there has to be if you say that there is a security door
0: mm-hmm.
1: has to be at least at the very least a camera at the door
0: yeah there, <clears> there was <throat> now he told the police that he wasn't home the night that yolana was murdered but he did let them look at the camera footage so there wasn't a lot of people because it happened so early in the morning this was at like four o'clock in the morning so a lot of people wasn't coming and going at the time so it made it completely easier to identify whoever it was that would have been in the building so what they saw was at 4 30 a.m they found a man dressed in dark clothing with a hoodie pulled over his head at the door of the building he was carrying a dry cleaning and a bottle he was carrying like one of those bags of dry cleaning and then a bottle of detergent as well five minutes later that man leaves the building as well so This kind of struck everyone as suspicious because it was super warm weather outside. So even though it was early in the morning, they was like, this man had a whole bunch of clothes on. So that, you know, really seems suspicious as well. Now, another man passed by him as well and entered the building. And Mr. Darrell, the superintendent knew who the second man was because he lived in the building and on the same floor as Yolanda but mr Darrell didn't want to help the police because the community in chicago at this time was very distrustful as the police so he didn't say oh i know him and that's so and so you know he just mm-hmm. kind of let it go so and also by him being the superintendent he got a little bit scared that maybe the police would think that he had something to do with this murder as well so because they were looking at everyone but again curtis was still the number one suspect for this now, the second man that, you know, that Mr. Daryl did know turned out to be a young man who lived with his grandmother in the building. And, you know, Mr. Darrell had been mentoring him about, you know, what he would be doing after high school. So that's another reason why Mr. Darrell didn't want to point him out and be like, oh, I know him. That's a kid in the community because he didn't want him to be, you know, pointed out for this murder. He was a young boy that lived with his grandmother mm. and he, he was his mentee. So Mr. Darrell had to arrange for him to speak with the police though, you know, because the police saw him on the camera. Now the young boy was ruled out as a suspect, you know, but the investigators asked the police to also identify the man with all the clothes. So we have two suspects. We have the young boy and the boy that had all the clothes on plus the laundry detergent. The young boy went to speak to the police. He was ruled out. So he's no longer a suspect, you know? No one knew who this other man was. Nobody knew who this other man was that had on all the clothes and was carrying on all the laundry detergents. And Mr. Daryl said he had never seen this man before at all. But they had passed each other in the hallway, you know? And so now they're back to...
1: But it doesn't mean he got a good sight of it,
0: does it? Right. Well, no, Mr. Yeah, so Mr. Darrell wasn't home during that time. So it was the young boy and the dude with all the clothes on that passed each other in the hallway. But Mr. Darrell only knew the young boy. But the young boy was ruled out. He couldn't have been the shooter, and he wasn't. Okay. So now the police is back to square one because they need to question that dude that was wearing all the clothes, but they don't even know who he was, where to find him. So they're kind of back to square one on this. But this still does not eliminate Curtis. So Curtis is still the number one suspect because it's like, yeah, we see a strange man in the hallway, but that doesn't eliminate him. Now, they did notice that the guy that had on all the clothes with a laundry detergent had on a, had a pair of white earbuds on. In the tape, they ran it back. They looked at this tape so many times. And... It, you know, it was one of the earbuds that's missing.
1: The earbuds be distinctive. That's man.
0: right. It's like, what, oh my gosh, that's the stupidest part of the crime. Do not. I, I
1: mean, I can't even this. I'm just saying that is something that is I'm distinctive like, when you see it in somebody's ear. That is, it's kind of like, oh wow.
0: But my I'm thing is, you can't wear earbuds to a, crim- a you know, a crime scene because what? they're gonna fall out. Anything, earbuds fall out of people's ears don't all fall the time. Out.
1: The white ones don't barely ever fall out. Let me tell you. Those my daughter said we earbuds, were on the
0: plane and her shit fell out her ear and she had to like crawl on, all underneath the the AirPods. She had to crawl. Up. Well,
1: sometimes they do, but yeah, a lot but, of times they don't. But you don't want to take like, that risk if like, they are
0: about to murder somebody. Look,
1: it's uh, it's all some anchorman stuff. Look, forty percent <laughs> of the time they work every time.
0: Well, that's true. You know what I'm but, saying. But when you're about to murder somebody, you want to take a 40% chance that something you're going to leave evidence behind? Or do you want to just not wear them?
1: I would, I mean, I definitely would not want to be caught in this scenario, in this questioning that you're asking, no. <laughs> See? Uh, basically, what you're telling me I should do is I just be butt naked in a plastic outside <laughs> suit with a hair down <laughs> over my head. And a plastic cover over my hand and yeah. gloves. Rubber gloves with ru- leather gloves on top because the rubber has this whatever you say. Yeah.
0: Or maybe wear some Beats by Dre because those are snug so to you your ears. So you- they don't fall out.
1: Oh, really? That,
0: yeah, you never want Beats by you, Dre before? I don't know if I would
1: not, want anything obstructing my hearing. Oh. If I'm sitting here trying to do anything. Oh, you're
0: right, huh? Yeah, because yes. what the fuck? Why do you need to listen to music or anything if you're trying to do a crime?
1: Right? Yeah, no, 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 no. no.
0: Yeah. I need
1: to be focused. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm focused in like a lion. I've gone hunting, and let me tell you, the, the, it's not... A thrill like that, I wait. To, I want to like hunt a bear with a a, a a bear with a crossbow. Yeah, just to feel like I might just die one time because that'd be a whole different experience. And I probably ain't gonna do it if you want me to be real. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell?
2: Because
1: if I miss, he's getting me, boy. And this is this is real life. I've oh been around. God. I've been around a couple of wild animals in real life. There is they're real. But we'll talk about that a different time. Yeah. Even deer. Deer are bigger than what you think they are.
2: So uh I've like, been hey. hunting
1: yeah You've i've been, been hunting so you like kill you kill animals
0: you kill animals every time yeah. you
1: eat meat you kill animals why do
0: we have this conversation like every episode because like. you
1: do this <laughs> i was talking and you brought this up
0: because uh, it just makes me mad the that's point
1: all. is is that you have an adrenaline rush for the things in which you're going to be in this hyper situation for life and death
2: yeah right
1: so no I would not want to be sitting there having an earphones on or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I would probably have it as I go. But once this, I feel like it's going to be action time, those things is off. Yeah. I'll set up and I'm ready to be focused.
0: So you would not get caught in this situation, right?
1: I mean, I hope to never get caught in this situation because <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. Let's say that off top. You just say you would just not get caught in the situation. I say I'm not going to do it.
0: Yeah.
2: Two,
1: I feel like we're in two different head spaces. <laughs>
0: Now, after they zoomed in and they saw that he was wearing the same white earbuds that now one of them is missing, they know that this man is the killer. So they identify, they were like, okay, he has to be the killer. And on top of that, the man is wearing an Adidas jacket with stripes going down the sleeves. And he wasn't wearing you the- you want ju- me to tell you the truth, This uh-
1: sounds Unlucky. It doesn't sound like stupidest part of the crime to me.
0: It sounds it's unlucky that he dropped his earbuds. That
1: his earbud, especially when you say it's broke, I'm looking back on it. So that means it had to have fallen out, and he was unaware, and he stepped on it by
2: accident. Yeah, damn, that's fucked up.
1: So he was just unlucky. It wasn't a struggle. It wasn't some. She was, he shot her first. Probably, if, you, if this is going to be the wrong part in what you're saying, mm-hmm. but whoever it is, if it was a struggle, if you're a person that's struggling, then it makes it very verifiable. And why you did have the problem of having the earbud falling out. Yeah, but if you are the person who was the person who's the the assailant, mm-hmm. then that's just an unlucky coincidence.
0: Yeah, oh, that's hella unlucky. Oh my gosh! Now they noticed when he was leaving the apartment. Well, he, when he was leaving, he wasn't wearing the jacket, and he had changed his shoes. And when he entered the building, he had used the intercom to gain access. Now they don't know who this man is at all. But again, this doesn't rule Curtis out because they was like, okay, so maybe Curtis had something to do with this man coming in here to do, you know, the hit or whatever. So they're still trying to figure it out. Yolanda was a very private person, even though she was social, but she, you know, was very leery of strangers. So she had her own little circle. And it didn't make sense to someone to just go to this extreme to kill her. And especially because she was shot and stabbed. This was like major overkill.
1: Yeah, that's like a mafia hit.
0: Yeah. So her family and friends thought it had to be Curtis. They never, you know, they never um, stopped with that suspicion at all. They was like, it's Curtis.
1: It's just hard. I think it's very hard to digest is the stabbing and the shooting. Because which one came first? The chicken the and the shooting. egg? The yeah. It, 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 no, no. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. How many times was she stabbed?
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't say how many times she was stabbed, See, but yeah. that's what
1: I mean, is yeah. if there's any more than one, yeah. let's just keep it real.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe two. Right. And I mean, that man would have had to start putting in some hyper jackass video game right. gyration. But if you shot someone yeah. and you're already to the level with, with no silencer, you're already to the point where you're going to take it there. But him to have her, and you are going to expect, I mean, it's going to be a firecracker sitting beside somebody's head. Sometimes right. people go deaf because they go be so loud. Yeah. You know that they're going to be getting up to respond in some type of way. Yeah. I mean, how much time are you going to be sitting there to have to stab him?
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: So that's why I'm like, in that sense, it has to be the chicken. The chicken has to be first. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. have to get that stab on.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: And if you stab them in this scenario, if you stabbing him first because you want to be a, a good silent killer. Yeah. You're a good murderer.
2: Yeah.
1: And you you got paid to do this hit mm-hmm. and you want to go back and get a bonus. You stabbed her first
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you decided, you know what? F it. I'm going to just bust her in the head. Yeah. When you shot her, you already had it in mind. I'm going to shoot him too. Cause that, at that point you're giving away your cover and you don't want to be seen. Right. Cause you wanted to get away with the murder and you obviously was getting away with it. Cause you went to their, their whatever their kitchen
2: mm-hmm. and took
1: the knife out of their own house. Yeah. And you went ahead and had stabbed her multiple times
2: mm-hmm. and was,
1: and she was oh, to the point where she was basically dying. So you was getting away with the crime. Yeah. So you are the only antagonist for yourself to be captured
0: in this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Well said. That's so true. Now, in the weeks after the murder, everyone who knew Yolanda was questioned, and the surveillance footage was shown to people in hopes of identifying who the man was, and months passed, and the man still couldn't be identified. Now, at this point, a year passes, and there's still no leads, and Curtis is still the main suspect, but they still don't have enough to arrest him on. Now, the, the other thing that was looking extremely suspicious for Curtis was someone had to have let the killer in the building because this was a prestigious apartment building and they couldn't get up unless someone was literally buzzed them in. So that was the other thing, but they didn't have, you know, that much evidence about it. Now at this point, they requested cell phone records for Yolanda and Curtis, but that took months to receive. And I didn't realize that cell phone records take so long. Like I thought, okay, the police requested them, you know, and they subpoenaed them, so they give them to them. No, they still it takes it's, months to get phone records.
1: Well, it depends. If you got something like AT and T and the companies that actually give you the records of your bill of mm-hmm. your phone,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: then it's not as difficult. Okay, it, and also has to do with the time span. But if you have something like Cricket.
2: Oh you know, yeah, metro,
1: mm-hmm. you know things like that. They they base themselves on deleting massive amount of information. Oh yeah, putting it in mega storage.
2: Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know,
1: and not looking at it like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know,
1: so that's because because it's a dump deposit.
2: Yeah.
0: That's
1: when you put yourself in a situation where, damn, it does take months to find. Oh, yeah, because now they got to go back
0: in and find, yeah. yeah.
1: who that number was at the time it called, because, you know, it's all just a bunch of identified numbers.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, that makes sense. I was like, wait, this took months to receive? Now, it took them to the fall of 2013 to receive the records finally. They found that there was no activity on Curtis's phone at all, like during the, during that time frame of the murder. Now Yolanda had a cell phone and she had a landline phone as well. So she had two cell phones and she had a landline, a home phone. Uh, the home phone she didn't really use. That's the only phone that she used to buzz people into the building when people would call. But she, that wasn't her personal phone that she would use. She would use her cell phone for personal stuff. That's
1: nice. That's a nice feature yeah. to do it from your cell phone.
0: No, yeah, she would buzz people in from her. No, she would buzz people in from her home phone.
1: But you could do it from your cell phone.
0: You could do it from your cell phone. Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Now, they did find that a call came into her home phone at 4.30 a.m. So somebody did get buzzed into the building because this was during the time that the murders happened. It doesn't show whether it was answered, but, you know, like I said, it didn't match the exact time the suspect was seen walking into the intercom and buzzing. Now, Yolanda, like I said, had two cell phones under her plan. Now, both lines had activity. So the first line was what Yolanda used for her cell phone. And then the second one, Kwame used that phone. And so on the second one, there was a whole bunch of phone numbers and phone calls to an unknown number. And this was before, during, and after the time of the murder. Then the number after the murder happened, this unknown number is never called ever again. So they're still trying to figure out, well, who buzzed this killer in? Because Curtis was not communicating with anyone before, after, or during the murder. So Curtis couldn't have been the one that buzzed him in at all. And... They found, they finally exonerated him and he was no longer a suspect because of the fact that there would have had to have been activity on his phone, you know, if he had this man coming in in to murder her. So he was ruled out. So now they needed to figure out who this, this phone number belonged to that was constantly being called from the second phone. So they ran the number. Uh Uh-huh.
1: So the second phone her son's phone
0: yeah so she had the two cell phones so the first one is her main phone and then the second one's Kwame's phone
1: and the second phone was calling a number that was unknown like a burner phone
0: yeah it was calling an unknown number yep before calling
1: a burner number
0: uh uh-huh before after and during the murder and then after the murder they never called again like they never talked to the person
1: before after and what do you mean by during the
0: like during while the murder was taking place because the person came in at 4 30 this murder took place at like 4 45 so the person was on the phone the whole time this murder was going on
1: with the son with phone number. with the second phone number. with
0: the second person's phone number
1: which was which, which was belonging to the son at the time
0: correct mm-hmm. so they wanted to find out who this number belonged to that the second phone number was calling so, they ran it through a database. They ran this phone number through the database and they found out that that phone number belonged to a man named Eugene Spencer. So, detectives looked no up.
2: Spencers.
0: Ege- mm-hmm. Now, detectives looked up Eugene. They found out that he had, you know, prior, like, you know, misdemeanors. And it was easy to bring him in for questioning. They brought him in on December of 2013 to question him. Now, he denied knowing Yolanda at all. Or going into her apartment, but he then changed his story after he was pressured by the police. He said that he went in the apartment to rob the place and he shot and killed her during the robbery. However, they felt like there was more to the story because that was just too cut and dry. Like, how did he single her out? Like, how did he know to rob her? Like, it just didn't make sense. And again, this, and how
1: much money did you get from just
2: her?
0: Right. Like that was the other thing. So they was like, there's more to this story. Now, the second cell phone, as I said, was on the plan that was not used by Yolanda, but it was used by her son, Kwame. So that was the other thing because detectives asked, well, how did you gain entry to the apartment? There is no way you could have just gained entry by yourself. And Eugene then confessed everything he said he confessed it and he said that this was actually not a robbery gone wrong that he was actually hired as a hitman and the hit was ordered by her son Kwame because yeah so he said the gun and the clothes and the detergent he was carrying was given to him by Kwame he told the detectives to make that he Kwame told him to make it look like he belonged in the building so that's why he had so many clothes on he had you know detergent and everything like you that
1: you have cat to
0: be go what yes this crazy so, no
1: yeah. it's not no what
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what so he was climbing up his arm and giving it to him with no leg style <laughs> he was doing wait um oh, no yes. i can't believe that bro hold on yes this,
0: curtis didn't do finish. shit wrong no. like literally. Oh no, bro.
1: This,
0: this is the one case where the husband or the boyfriend did not do it. He was
1: bro, literally telling the truth. Up. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Don't sit here and try and watch that shit right now. I gotta judge my own self Donald Trump style, man. Like I'ma judge mine right here. In my own world,
0: yeah.
1: Let me find. Let me finish this facts. Let me finish okay. this information first. Okay, go heck ahead. Heck no. Because you
0: got to process. I know all the listeners are processing too. I Because I know that was the number,
1: and I asked that question, but I was like, I know you're gonna say something like, "Oh, he took the phone" or something like that later. Yeah. But no, come on, bro. Let me just let, let's finish this.
0: Let's finish. Oh wait, it gets wilder. It, it gets
2: wilder.
0: So basically. He told, he told the detectives, he said that he was talking to Kwame the whole time that the crime was taking place and that's why he had the earbuds in because Kwame was like checking in with him to make sure everything was going okay, you know? God
1: damn.
0: Now Kwame told him to call the intercom but don't say anything, just kind of cough on the speaker so that way Yolanda would think it's Kwame coming in and buzz the killer in. So that's what she did was she buzzed him in.
2: Mm.
0: Yolanda got out of bed, she unlocked the door for him, got back in bed and then Eugene said that after he shot her, Kwame told him to make sure she was dead. So that's when he went in the kitchen and grabbed the knife. But when he got back in the room, that's when he was confronted by Curtis. So he pistol whipped Curtis and knocked him unconscious because Curtis was unconscious when they got there. And cause he had no idea Curtis was even going to be there. Quamaine didn't know. Cause remember they went out for drinks and I guess they didn't expect Curtis was going to come back with her to the apartment that night. Yolanda was supposed to be by herself. But Curtis was still
1: in the bed, right?
0: Curtis was still, no, Curtis was still in the bed. Like when the initial gunshot went off. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis was in and the bed. And he
1: walked out the room. Yeah.
0: Because after he shot her, I guess he didn't notice Curtis or something. Cause you know, like, I don't know how the, the guy was landed there. in the bed. Yeah. He might. And be. Curtis didn't get up. Well, no, Curtis did get up after but the But he walked gunshot. out the room. Yeah, so the gunshot went off, right? And then Kwame told him to make sure she's dead. While he's walking out of the room to get the knife, okay, Curtis got Okay, listen up. to those words. Yeah.
1: He's walking out the room. He walked
0: out the room to go get the knife. The, right. And then that's when he came and back. And Curtis, for- is now now.
1: Curtis is now up now. So
0: Curtis is now up. So he didn't
1: get up immediately.
0: Yeah, he didn't it get up. It took a couple seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it took a couple seconds. So I guess process, the gun shooting, I don't know. But... Yeah, because when he was like when he came back, that's when he was confronted by Curtis. When he came back. When he came back from getting the knife, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's me. And that's when he fought. That's when he fought him, knocked him unconscious, and then he went and stabbed Yolanda to make sure she was dead at Kwame's request. This is wild, isn't this, it? That, this Now, now, wait until you hear the rest of it. I I have
1: to Uh-oh. I have to because I don't know where my mind is at right now with this whole. This is wild. This is wild. Because I have to imagine how Curtis would have to live through this. Yeah. In this whole. And to know he was a suspect suspect this whole time.
0: And to know that Uh, this was real.
1: We don't know what it is, narrator. Okay. Don't sit here.
0: Okay, let me not tell. But let me tell you the rest of it. So, Kwame promised Eugene that he would give him a few thousand dollars for the hit. But he ended up only giving him $70. And that's the reason that Eugene decided to go ahead and confess and snitch on Kwame. Now, at this point, Curtis was completely cleared. And the police started looking into Kwame more because they didn't want to just go off based on Eugene, what Eugene said. They needed to find a motive you know, for why this happened. Mm. Now they found out more about Kwame, and remember he wanted to be a rapper. So he wanted to create this whole persona as a rapper. And it turned out that Yolanda ended up kind of cut him off of, of the financing because yeah, she had supported him, but she was also had telling, told him like, you should also get a job as well, you know, to support yourself. And he didn't want to get a job. He just wanted to be a rapper. So she had kind of pulled back from financing him to give him tough love. Now, Kwame was the beneficiary of the life insurance. And when she died, Mm -hmm. he got everything. He also received $90,000 that was in her bank account as well. And he used the money to upgrade his Camaro. He took pics of stacks on cash. Yeah. He also would throw money out into, like, the audience, like, while he was rapping. And he would go different places, like, to malls. And, you know, and he would just throw cash out to everybody. And so I'm going to...
1: Even though I'm not a person, I, and I do feel like something needs to be done with what's happening with rap music of influence, and mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that really later because it's it's too much deep. Yeah, which I'm gonna go into some culture stuff, <clears throat> but I will say, imagery is a lot of that put into the rapping. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to put some salt
2: mm-hmm.
1: on what I'm hearing with that
2: mm-hmm.
1: only because of the fact that, mm, yes, he probably is, but that doesn't mean you're guilty because you're rapping and, and putting, I mean, Kanye West's mom died.
2: Yeah.
1: That doesn't mean he didn't buy a $180,000 freaking chain Yeah, that same year. Mm-hmm. He still did that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so let's not act like that doesn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it w- they was also saying that, you know, he took pictures of himself taking large amounts of money out of the ATM. And I'm going to pause here because I want to play a clip of Kwame because he has a whole video of himself doing this. So I'm going to play a clip for us and the listeners. Are you ready?
1: No. I'm gonna go get this thousand dollars out for the um for the fans,
2: man. Really, I'm gonna take out twenty thousand, man.
0: Just to show people, you feel me? I'm I'm on a whole
2: different level with this, man. I ain't, you know, I take this serious, man. So you can't put me in the same category as the others. Choppers, choppers in the closet. Choppers, choppers in the
0: closet. This, that shit, y'all want it. This cook up hard, don't it? Y'all gotta beg my pardon, on it? But this shit sound like God, don't it? Yeah, I'm tired. And y'all got to pay your taxes. Call my family, all they go. Church on Chromebook Ties. Pop tags when I'm paranoid, cause a pawn shot was my paradise. I was dead pop when the powder came for that. I'm sitting in that box, Blue tops, blue tops. Bad in that blue box. This big face in blue ray, and these black diamonds like boondocks. I restore a feeling, a window was made a killing. Hiding choppers in the closet, half a million in the ceiling, and I'm with angel face. You feel me, man? I don't play no games. I don't play no games, man. You
2: know, I do this for real, bro. I don't got no problem with giving back, man. I'm the only one out here with a show that's actually giving back, you feel me? And I got proof to show it, you
0: feel me? Shout out to this fan I'm finna go slide on, man. So now, like, it's important to know, like, so in this clip, like, his, so a lot of this, he would, like, go places and just throw things out to, like, people, you know, not even the audience, just, like, at malls and stuff like that, as his persona. but those people was questioning, and I know you could hear people, like, kind of screaming in the clip, and the people that were questioning was, like, they had never even heard of him or heard of his music. They was just screaming because he was throwing money out in the audience, you know? So he kind of was, did you hear all, like, the screaming and stuff like that? So it was, uh, like...
1: I did hear the audio Yeah, I do not know what was going on In that scene um, For that exactly on why It was happening so I'm gonna take your word For it like I said with some seasoning salt yeah, and that, that tastes good with my, you know, eggs.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna explain but, it a little bit. If you guys want to see it, go to YouTube because I think it's better like for them to like look at the visual. I think but just to, yeah, I but just to is. explain it, that was him going to the ATM. He was withdrawing the because remember his mom left him ninety thousand dollars and like no, visual. and I, I don't I'm not I'm not
1: saying I don't believe you. Yeah, and all, all of that. I'm t- like I said, I'm taking that in of the interaction of what I believe. Yeah, um, the interaction and. It's gonna take a long time to kind of explain Mm -hmm. of what I want to say of that interaction of what I heard Mm -hmm. because I have no visual. Yeah, from what I heard of part of that just kind of be rap image. Not saying that it is a positive thing, Mm -hmm. but just part of that being rap image. Yeah, that I cannot condone you at this time doing these
0: things i mean honestly like you know that is what a lot of rappers do is they throw you know money out or they say they talk exactly like that you know stuff like that but it's almost like chilling when you know like what happened you know and uh, so in a lot of this he was spending like his mom's money so it was like he was throwing all that money out i want to say it was thousands of dollars over a few days and um and so, yeah, this gets crazy. I mean,
1: crazy. from where you're at, it does sound chilling.
0: But yeah. Where I'm
1: at, I still ain't got to the end, to the end of it. Yeah. Oh, let so let me I don't get, know.
0: Well, let me get to the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we heard that, you know, we heard about the amounts of money that, you know, he was throwing out and he wasn't using it for like studio time or anything like that. It was just like, he wanted to create this for himself, you know? So they, the detectives at this point is like trailing him and you know kind of look because they don't have enough to arrest him so they have to kind of look into like why he would do this they needed a motive and the detectives went off this and they said they had enough evidence to arrest Kwame based on what Eugene said based on he was the beneficiary of the life insurance and based on the fact that those calls that came from the second number came to you you know to eugene from that phone phone. so that yeah so that was the nail in the coffin right there because you were Mm. calling him before the murder after the murder and you know well before the murder during the murder and you know all this matched up to what eugene said and and on top of the fact that he had to have been the one that buzzed him into the building as well so of course they they arrested kwame and he denied it like right away he was charged with first degree murder. Okay. You know, in 2019, he went to trial and he was found guilty. He was mm. he received 99 years in prison.
1: 99.
0: Yeah, and so when when he was asked, you know, at trial, like you know, during final words during sentencing, he said whatever he wanted his mother gave him, and he couldn't ask for a better mother. So that was his exact words, you know, when it came to his sentencing. Now, after all this, nappy heads did close down, but it continues to be, you know, a talk and a pillar of the community, you know. Wow. Now, after his trial, an internet war was on Facebook because it turned out that Kwame also had nine kids by seven different baby moms and they didn't know about each other. Yeah. And so one of the women posted, like, what am I supposed to tell my daughters about the fact that you set your mother up to be murdered? Like what, you know, so now none of their kids have a father at all. So it's going into that whole, like Kwame didn't have a dad. Now they're never going to have a dad in their life. You know, it's that whole cycle that happens, you know? Now, as far as Eugene, Eugene went, he was sentenced to a hundred years in prison for the shooting. And the crazy thing about hey, him. more. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing about him is a year later, his mom actually died. So Eugene's sister got on Facebook and blamed him for the karma that happened to his mother because he helped him kill Kwame's mother. And I guess she went really bad on him and was like, you know, he's the cause of their mother dying now.
2: Uh,
1: She's kind of not wrong. I don't
0: think so. Karma. Yeah. Karma came and took his mother away. Energy is energy, man. Yeah. Now... This where is where it gets wilder and where I'm gonna it can put never
1: it. Never be destroyed. That's Albert Einstein. He said it. Yeah,
0: I believe you know whether you put good or bad karma, it comes back to you, and that's well, not I
1: would, a. I wouldn't just say come back. It, it cannot comes back. be destroyed. So yeah. So whatever you put out that, in the universe, yeah. it comes back
0: to you, and that's why it's crazy. Because a year after this happened, his mom died. Like that's but that's it's, it's not some, a coincidence. I don't think.
1: Yeah. Well. At all. Yeah. No. But I'm saying is is energy. That's why. I, when you would see some people in biblical times, this is getting kind of real with that, but this is just, it's going to sound like we're almost pagans, but in the truth, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is what the old Testament was. And that's what the whole thing with Christ of him, giving his blood is. And that's why he was doing it on every Sunday. So if, honestly, if you don't, if you believe in the religion, really, I'm just telling you stuff you already know. Mm-hmm. So, but in the truth of what we all were as people is we knew that from jump Yeah, is if you went out, even if you was going to go to a war, even if you was going to uh, going to assassinate somebody, even if you was going to fight somebody for the right of your wife, if you went with the intent to kill, mm-hmm. you knew that you had to sacrifice something precious. You had to, a life would have to be given because the boomerang of it would not coming back. Mm-hmm. You would have to say that it was an even give mm-hmm. to the gods, and we all did that. Written mm-hmm. in the Bible, mm-hmm. the sacrifices was given. And that's why he's called the blood of the lamb, because mm-hmm. it was the most common of the species, very easy to breed, very easy to keep, almost as easy as pig, but not a lot of people believed in doing pig, but it was, but also because of the terrain as well. So sheep was the thing that was very common, and it would be something that you would give as that sacrificial part, mm-hmm. because we were all aware that when you do something like something like that, mm-hmm. especially when hired, Mm-hmm. You have to sacrifice. Mercenaries know that of, of most. Mm-hmm. But when you have to sacrifice yeah. something of it coming back to you, because you, you had no ill intent, even if you was like, even if you was a mercenary mm-hmm. or if you was an assassin, you'd have to sacrifice something because you had no ill intent in your own heart, but you know that it's still going to be a boomerang mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the energy in which you put out because energy does not dissipate. It yeah. does not die. Mm-hmm. And that's scientific fact. Mm-hmm. So if this guy hated you at the moment of his dying, that energy is still going to be there. That hate is yeah. still there.
0: yeah. This is mm-hmm.
1: going to come to a different kind of one but that's you know some real weird stuff that i'll <laughs> talk about later
0: well i want to talk about a little bit of how this case ties in with hadia Pendleton. had you ever heard of hadia Pendleton? no how so hadia Pendleton was a, a girl a 15 year old and we might cover her case but her case is sad so i'm trying to work myself into it but she was a 15 year old girl in chicago who was standing at a bus stop and was gang down uh, gunned down by some gang members now, her murder was a big deal in Chicago because this happened a week after um, President Obama's inauguration, and he and his wife, Michelle Obama, actually came to her funeral, and there was a big gun laws rally that was in Chicago because this was gangs ran so rampant in Chicago, and this was an innocent girl that got murdered. Well, how Kwame ties into this is because this was after his mother got killed, but before he got caught up, he was actually at this rally, and the news actually interviewed him about Hadia's death, and I'm going to play the clip because he was talking about a gunman came into my house too and murdered my mom, and so I'm going to play that clip for you guys right now. Oh, God. (laughs) Hold on one second. This is crazy. Kwame Wilson lost
2: his mother to gun violence on November 14th.
0: My mother, she's a neighborhood woman. Um, a guy entered the home, you know, and, and murdered her, you know, just to steal.
1: You're weird. You're weird as shit right now. I don't
0: so what did what you think the of the hell? What did you think about that clip?
1: No, what I think you're weird because all the time you giggling in this. I don't look, hey, bruh, I don't know these people. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in here, and murdered her. Like who murdered who? Renting the house. I'm back on the same suspicion. Right?
0: Did you hear what he said they came into the house just to steal? I was like, okay.
1: That's. I'm not gonna it, lie. That sounds like some 1950s white people shit. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: just gonna put it out there. Sorry, it, i don't be saying it like that, but I'm saying it like that because they, they they white people have woke up a lot more than they. People want to give them credit for it because motherfuckers just want to be mad about some shit but a lot of y'all is mixed so y'all need to calm down uh, but it's just some 1950s even on some really ass stereotype ass propaganda that's how yeah. it sounds yeah. that's why I'm like I don't want to sit here and judge because I don't know this dude I don't know what the hell's going on I barely remember the name of the person you just said so I'm just like bruh Mm, i was like i, thought, I don't know wh- who comes in the house just to steal that's what like, he said on some weird
0: well, I mean, cause, tone like right because if you listen to like the clip like you can kind of hear where he's like you he had something to do with it I, I don't know what it, so, he
1: had don't, yeah. don't put that in my mind <laughs> yeah. don't put that in my so, mind okay
0: so let's talk about it. do you think that do you think he's innocent
1: i don't know who that is
0: that was uh Kwame. That's, that was
1: Kwame that's
0: oh my god I just played the clip
1: playing the fucking thing, that's
0: what I was saying but I'm
1: saying but no but Qua- he's man. talking about what's going on with his mom at that moment?
0: Yes, because he went to Hadiya, so there was a, a, a gun violence rally for Hadiya Pennington when they was talking about guns and the news interviewed him about what had happened to his mom because that had happened and this was before they knew that he had did it mm-hmm. and that's he's all on the news talking about yeah a gunman came into my mom's house and killed her you know just to steal and it's crazy oh. that's what I was saying that's why I played the clip.
1: No! no Whatever.
0: what do you think what did he sound like how did he sound to you know, it,
1: it from... sounded like you didn't know what the hell you were talking about
0: yeah he said just to steal like i swear stupidest part it of the crime Duncan on the move. it was unbelievable well,
1: well you say this is the only time in which in which i'm going to kind of yeah go into this I feel i feel like you're doing this to break me down and it's going to be like the recording date in which, you know, Buddha broke down. But you're going to kind of get me to do this. It is the reaction point. Yeah. In which the crime. It's just because you know that theft happens and you know that that does. Yeah. We all do. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Your shot should be to the tragedy. Yeah of why Mm -hmm. you should be as confused as any normal person person would be right as me sitting here trying to figure this out yeah on who the real person is Mm -hmm. and me being a person proudly i'm gonna say it i'm gonna wear the badge he can be mad at me you had to climb up that guy's arm okay (laughs) you had to do some extra ninja stuff yeah reliving yours on some real stuff you had to fake dead. Let's yeah. just be real. Is what it must have been is your girl got shot in the head. Yeah. And you act like you wasn't there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They didn't see you and you just didn't move.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, later on you came like a ninja assassin yeah. and it got on that ass. Yeah. And we giving you those points. And I'm telling you, get and that's those what points, saved his get life, those assassin you know? points,
2: Yeah.
0: get
1: those assassin points. I'm giving a high five virtually to you right now,
2: Piaal.
0: Yeah, and that's, but, I mean that's what saves his life because if I think that if he would have saw him, he would have shot off at him. I, I'm too. saying
1: if that's the truth, yeah, because well, you God. Saw, but,
0: well, Curtis was ruled out. Remember, he didn't do it. Yes, that
1: was the I know.
0: Yeah, do you? What well, you think, Curtis? Like it sounds like you're kind of suspicious. Do you think Kwame didn't do it and Curtis did it, or like what is your?
1: I mean, Kwame. Must have done it.
0: Yeah, Kwame. I mean,
1: at this point, you're pushing the tongue. (laughs) You're pushing these words out of my mouth at this moment where I need to then go back and listen to all this stuff again. Yeah. But at the information that I know right now, Mm -hmm. Kwame did do these things and orchestrated this. I was really shocked when I first heard this case. Maybe the dude heard about it and he was just like, He thought he wasn't going to respond and then, you know, because he was afraid. Oh, yeah. And then when it happened, he did respond. Yeah. You know, because it's just odd. It's just odd for somebody being shot and then stabbed. Because nobody still explains the stabbing. No one explains the stabbing.
0: Well, the stabbing. Remember, so Eugene said. So he
1: he said he came back and he was already up. So that, when the hell did he stab her?
0: That's it. it he
1: shot her. He shot. Walked her out he Walked out the room. Out, got
0: the knife right. And then, and drew, then he and he, he
1: pistol whipped him.
0: And then he while he was unconscious, he went in there and stabbed Yolanda 17. Now,
1: now you're saying he yeah, stabbed her? He
0: stabbed her, her after a Curtis because he knocked Curtis unconscious. At so he tried come. to be a
1: hero and got yeah. pistol whipped. Bam.
0: got and that's why Curtis's story sounded so unrealistic. Oh,
1: because no one wants to say they got pistol
0: whipped, right? And he got knocked out. So when the police, came, he was unconscious. Uh, well, he got a piece of right. the police. So that's the whole thing. Well,
1: That now does.
0: But you can see why, and I, you know, Curtis, like, dude, like, th- no this one story wants to be sounded- the hero
1: that got their ass whooped,
0: right? And the story sounded really like, because if you think about it, when I first heard the story, I was like, yeah, Curtis did that shit, because no way, like, the story just sounds crazy. Like, you only got stabbed a little bit, then you got knocked out, and that's it. And this lady got stabbed, but when you break down the layers of this case,
1: so I mean, so so this is the layers. So he, the he, she, he walked in there, he shot his girl, blaw. He played like he was dead, thinking he was uh on some ninja assassin
2: stuff.
1: The guy walks out. He gets a phone call. (laughs) While he gets a phone call, you hide in the closet. He jumps up. He gets (laughs) up out. He's ready. He's like, I'm about to take this dude down. To fuck with my girl, I'm not playing with this anymore, man. This has got real. This <laughs> oh oh has got gosh. lies. I'm about so to you're get, about
0: to act it out right now. I'm about
1: to get hard, but I'm oh, I'm I'm going all the way, Bruce Willie on this. With some who doesn't go hard in this situation on the spot, but Bruce Willis. <laughs>
2: you going?
1: I'm going all the way, Taken. Okay. I have a certain set of scales. You tell yourself that as you sitting in the mirror, hyping yourself up. That's what he was doing. Hyping <laughs> himself up. He was up, looking in the mirror. To, yeah, hyping himself up. He was looking in the mirror and his watch because he can. Go in the bathroom. He was too scared. He was looking at his watch, like we gonna do this. We are gonna fuck him up. You gotta look at your own eye with your watch in the reflection. And so that man, he waited, and the floor was. He was like, it was creaking. (laughs) He's coming back. He's coming back. All right, let's go. Oh, and he got knocked out like Buster Douglas. Uh, and then you talk about now he has to tell people of what did and did not happen. Right. And then after that, your girl got stabbed 15 times. Right.
0: That doesn't sound that... But what I, what I don't understand is why didn't the gunman shoot him instead of, you know, pistol, but it wasn't... Now,
1: now he, it makes more sense. It
0: makes more sense, but at the same he time... He
1: wasn't trying...
0: Was maybe, he trying to kill? No, he wasn't worth shit. No, he was only there to kill Yolanda. So maybe yeah, he, he wasn't worth yeah. shit, and he didn't expect Curtis mm-hmm. to be there. And let
1: me tell you something. So maybe and, that's why. You know why. how he got pistol whipped? Let me just tell the truth. Uh-huh. He didn't. He didn't jump upon him like 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 he had it. Let's just be real. When somebody pistol whipped you, you came in feminine. You didn't, you came in soft, man. Uh, you didn't come all the way in and he just got, you're he just right. got your stuff, bro. You
0: know, you're right. Cause Curtis didn't live there. He had came back that night to spend the night with Yolanda. So he didn't expect him to He be had there. the ambush. Yeah. He didn't expect him to be You there. was
1: supposed to get in there. You probably did something like, like say like, yeah, bro. What you yeah. doing in here, bro? Yeah. And that dude just starts smacking you with the tootie. Yeah. Cause you silly now. You right. should have been ambushing and attacking, but now that I look at it, you ain't do no ambush attack. Yeah. You just got loud and got smacked up, which that's is what a lot of embarrassment.
0: And Eugene probably didn't want to kill a second person because he wasn't there to kill him. He, he wasn't was there? there. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's what he's saying. He, like, he just was like, who the hell is this job, Turkey? Yeah. I'm just going all the way 60s now. Ah. I'm just, just, just going to dedicate. We're all in afros now yeah. in my mind. well, she was born in banging. 1967.
0: So yeah, we could banging ass, ass
1: bottoms on. too. Yeah. In my mind
0: down, you done put this whole shit back in the 70s. <laughs> but,
1: still in the realism of what yeah. it is, it's just a facet of, you guys are, it wasn't, it couldn't have been an attack attack. Yeah. Because you had the ambush, if you would have ambushed and attacked him, and it would have been defense yeah, uh, attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, I told you I used to box. Yeah, there's certain interactions where you kind of know when somebody's getting attacked and yeah. somebody is the attacker.
2: It's mm-hmm. just
1: certain ways that the the your bruises and your body moves. Yeah, so you wasn't that. You just got whipped on. So you must have either been just mouthing off.
2: Yeah,
1: or just you know like doing something. Yeah, because he got stabbed and
2: knocked I'm not
1: going to degrade whatever it is that you was doing.
2: Yeah,
1: but it was not aggressive enough
2: yeah because he got stabbed and knocked unconscious you know he didn't so, get stabbed he got
0: remember his he wounds were superficial So he, superficial. he got superficial
1: yeah he got poked
0: so he got poked okay he got yeah he still got injured. and then
1: pistol whipped <laughs> these are things on some real yeah. as a guy you just i can understand now i can understand why he did not want to tell that story yeah this is what i'm saying
0: I mean, yeah, it's the, and I feel like this whole story is sad because we go back to a, the life insurance thing, right? You're more valuable dead than alive. And, and that's B, why I'm never signing you. Oh, whatever. And B, we go back to this son who we have another kid who has killed their parent, who was a great parent to them. He was sitting in court. We have, you know, another kid that killed their good parent, which that's scary because.
1: No, the only thing I will say in the, the medium of the defense. Uh huh of even the courts of understanding, like, dependency on things. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot send your kids out into the world, and this is something that the brown culture needs to understand, y'all. Uh-huh. Listen to this. This is a message. You cannot send your kids out into the world and been catering to them on so many things and then cut that crap off.
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah.
1: So, I'm not saying her death. Yeah, Anyway,
0: this is not her fault at all.
1: God, you dig me what I'm saying is what she was doing when she was completely interactive with and she should have just basically kept a budget Mm -hmm. because I will give you X amount of dollars each month and at the beginning of your career it seems great like if you tell somebody I'll give you $1,000 $2,000 each month you know and to them that's a lot of money yeah when you get bigger that's not it's gonna seem less and less and that's how it should be because you're progressing
2: yeah yeah
1: when you decide to cut off the the payments and what you're giving, you can't just go to full cut off. Yeah, there's a lot of things that they was dependent on that for a lot more than just that, mm-hmm. and that's just in just in parent interaction of going out into the world. I was a parent. I was a kid that was fortunately given that cushion because mm-hmm. my mother understood it too. It's, mm-hmm. it's a psychology thing. She has a PhD in psychology. And she, it's a a shock to a kid because you think you know, but you don't know. We all as parents know that as a sentence. Mm -hmm. Don't really do that to your children. Yeah. That's like putting your child in the ocean and telling them to swim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially they've been very sheltered and everything's cut off. It's like how they yeah. supposed The more
1: you are a good parent, and this is the horrible part, Mm -hmm. the better of a parent you are, Mm -hmm. the less and less prepared there are for the real world.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's terrible because it's so backwards, right? It's backwards yeah. because
1: the real world does not care about them. Yeah, does not love them
0: at
2: all. Does
1: not want to see anybody progress beyond what they are. It's almost like a barrel of crabs. Yeah, you are that sanctuary, and that's why you are the good parent. It will be the payoff in the long run.
2: Yeah, it will
1: be the biggest payoff of your life. Yeah, they will die thinking you are a saint mm-hmm. if you are that good parent and give them and let them go out into the world and discover it on their freaking own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you need to understand that they need that. I'm a I'm a kid that came from. My mother was very good as a parent, and then she moved off to another country on you know, me while she was still alive. Mm-hmm. It was as if she died, and when I was like 22, 21. <laughs> I was trying to laugh
0: because she said she moved to a country while she was still alive.
1: While she was still alive, but she,
0: she moved. She like I was like
1: 19 <laughs> even. No, you gotta she understand said, as a 19 year alive, old. Yeah. Your mom is in a different country. Yeah. So when you ask, like, hey, I can't pay my... I think it was like that. I was thinking it was 1920. Yeah. Because I was trying to ask for little stuff like my PG&E bill. That
2: $270
1: on a bill? That was like... I was like... How do I come up with two hundred seventy dollars in? It was almost as was in the movie of Crank. That's yeah. how I felt. Where like, how do I come up with almost three hundred dollars in in seventy two hours? Right. Like, what what do I do? Yeah. Like, I was it was the biggest panic of my life. I it was the biggest thing I had to pay.
0: Yeah. And And that
1: was just one bill. And I was like, and then I still got this other bill.
0: Right. And you couldn't even get in contact with her for a minute. And
1: I couldn't, it was, she was in the country so far that when we actually talked on the phone, Mm -hmm. there was a five second delay. I think it was a two to three, five second delay. I shit you not. So I would say stuff and she would laugh, but it was from the thing I had said before. It was that far around the world.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, she can't just send me money Mm
2: -hmm. to help me. Yeah.
1: She can only send me advice. Yeah. Where that became the most scariest thing. It helped me a lot in the sense of me being able to provide on my own. But it was, for those years, experience is the most bitter taste in the mouth. Yeah. Learning vicariously is the best way. Mm-hmm. And learning from education, I feel, is the is the equal medium. Because experience, even though it has, quote unquote, the best profit, only because of the profit of zero. Yeah. You you have the most hardest freaking time on simple stuff if someone was just here to tell you, like, think about tying your shoes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How hard would that be if no one told you about it?
0: It'd be hard, you know. You'd be
1: almost forty years old before you tie right. your own shoes
0: I guess now, but these kids nowadays is is lucky because they have YouTube, right? Yeah,
1: that's. But we didn't it, have that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is <laughs> yeah. someone's feeding you the information?
0: Yeah, we didn't if have you that. Did
1: shit. not. Right. Think about these kids now. If they didn't have YouTube, yeah.
2: Or pants, How long
1: or, yeah. would it be for them to tie their own shoes Yeah, i would be
2: afraid. Sometimes
1: you look at your own kids and they'd be like, "Are you still peeing on the toilet? Oh my God, you had to yeah. look at a YouTube message yeah. to lift the seat up."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh how gosh. long are
1: you gonna do that? You be, yeah. you be twenty five of you and be like, you'll call your friend, like, bruh, put this online. You lift the seat up when you go pee.
2: <laughs> I figured
1: that shit out, man. I'm home, Oh, bruh, I'm, I'm always aiming, never missing out of the toilet. I don't gotta clean over. I barely never gotta clean the flow because I pee right in the toilet. I pee right in the toilet. I'm genius. Bro, get out of here, bro. It's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It's is that fed of information that people take for granted when it comes down to writing the basic things yeah. of language that you are given this information but because of people before. Yeah. You didn't actually know this. Yeah. We told you it was common sense from very young age.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean that's what like so many things. Like somebody taught us. Most everything yes. we know. Yes. So yeah. Even like you're not cooking. as smart as like, you think
1: you are. Like, it sounds horrible, but it's just <laughs>
0: we all are just
1: average intelligence of the person that came from before us. Yeah, We are greatness of which we are built upon. You cannot be great without acknowledging where you came from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. That means that both my kids are going to Harvard.
1: Because they
0: came from me. Girl,
1: if anybody I, got drive, I'm not going to ever take that from you. Anybody got drive <laughs> is from you. <laughs> 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 they gonna be slackers and still become the president. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sheesh.
0: <laughs> well, do you know what we're covering next week? What's up, first? I have a special. I forgot to mention at the top of this episode. This was actually a listener requested episode. It was funny because this episode was already on my list from, but it was, I was gonna do it way like. Later.
1: You people are taking over the messages now. Y'all yeah. just gonna make us do everything you request. Yeah, that's what you do now that's what we do
0: (laughs) yeah because this honestly i wasn't even i'm picking
1: on you i love you
0: yeah we love you guys we wasn't doing this case till next year and when she reached out to me on facebook she was like have you heard about this case you know i want to hear about this case and i was like oh i was going to do this next year but i moved it up on the list because i love this case this is a really good case you know i feel like you
1: get a little bit extra that i'm not getting i'm about to sit here and join one of these blog lines or something because i feel like you getting e- extra stuff that I'm not getting with this love from the people yeah. of these cases that I want to just know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I love all of you guys and I love the support. I I feel like it's a roller coaster ride of and it's so that I have the intake of it. Almost like watching a horror movie yeah. of just uh, taking in this uh this murder death kill.
0: Yeah. You know. And you learn about so many reasons As you are advocate
1: of you are advocate of animals, I've an advocate of humans. Yeah. I love us.
0: Yeah. Well, the the thing is, our listener is actually coming on next week because she's actually an author. She's actually writing a book about this case, which is why she wanted us to do this case. She's writing a book about this case. She's a poet, and we're going to talk about true crime with her. Her name is Veronica Elizabeth, and she'll be here next week.
1: That's a nice name. Yeah. Veronica Elizabeth. That is that is an author name. Right yeah. There. Veronica Elizabeth.
0: And I want to give her a shout out because she actually, because I knew about this case, but I didn't know the depths of it. She gave me a lot of research that I knew like about this case. Like I didn't know about her... Uh, Yolanda being in that movie, there was a lot of things I didn't know, and she like filled in a lot of gaps. So I'm excited to talk to her next week
1: about this same case of what was. Well, I'm gonna
0: ask her a little bit of questions about this case, but no, we're gonna go over some of her personal, you know, um, issues with true crime, some of her personal experiences. How long do you want me
1: to be here?
0: Uh, You're gonna be here for a while because we're also gonna do kind of what we did on Donna's episode. We're gonna read some true crime Uh articles and then we're gonna talk about them. So you're gonna be here for a while. Do you have a problem with that? I
1: feel like this is. Like, us just putting it in. This this work for uh, these episodes. Yeah. I'm just saying, this, at, are you complaining? As, no. Okay, I'm just gotcha. having fun. Yeah. You know I'm saying <laughs> that I just need more, you know, stuff to eat and drink is all I'm saying. Oh. Provide the catership of it.
0: We have alcohol here. What more do you want?
1: Well, I'm out.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> but so, you drink too fast. Buddha's an alcoholic, everyone. Well, we welcome to his... the
1: real world. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: Well, everyone, make sure that... I
1: get some money.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Make sure that you like our podcast, rate our podcast, review our podcast. Anything that you can do for us would be greatly appreciated because every time you like, rate, and review, it moves us up. And, you know, it just really helps us out. And also, please send us messages. And our email is hotgarbagenews at gmail.com. Please feel free to message us there. Follow us on Hot Garbage Show, and that's on Instagram. And also join our discussion group. It's on Facebook, and it's Hot Garbage Show. Oh no! I'm sorry. Facebook is hot garbage you true crime right edition. And I, I'm like, wait, we have too many. We have too many social medias. But Facebook, hot garbage true crime edition. And also follow my TikTok at author Nisha. Take care and watch your back out there.